0: What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to What's The Word Podcast. I am your host, Just Jazz, and I have three main goals. To encourage you to grow godly character, to equip you to live effectively in today's society, and to open you to salvation through Jesus Christ. So ditch what you heard and let's discover What's The Word. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is titled, I Am Hungry. Not because I'm physically hungry, y'all, but because I want to encourage you to increase your spiritual hunger. God needs us to grow up. One of my favorite references when it comes to understanding God's word is found in Hebrews chapter 5. You're like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. Simply put, we need to grow up spiritually and get hungry. Some wins for the week is that I was able to pray big things. I've really begun to analyze my prayer life and I want to challenge you to do the same. If your prayers are only geared to benefit you and the people you love, your family, your friends, I dare you to expand your prayers. We have authority and power and we need to tap into it. As you know, we're studying the book of Matthew. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I strongly suggest you do so you can have a better understanding of where we are. Let me set the scene. Jesus was producing many miracles, some more popular than others. Even though he was doing great things for his community, Jesus encounters differing reactions to his ministry. The people who were the closest to Jesus were the ones who didn't believe him the most. They couldn't understand that he was who he claimed to be because they knew his earthly parents. They knew his background. They knew his hood. No, let me, I'm, I'm getting beside myself, okay? They also couldn't wrap their minds around the idea that this new kingdom was heavenly and not earthly. In other words, Jesus had a lot of explaining to do. And he took it with pride. Another thing that I identified is that Jesus was serious about his alone time with God and he took it personal. So much so that he misses the boat when the disciples start off to the next location. Wasn't a big thing to him. He just simply walked on water. Peter saw this and for a moment was scared, but quickly was inspired and tried as well. It's important to note for anyone who doesn't know how this goes. When Peter took his focus off of God and placed it on himself, he began to sink. The same is true for us. I don't know about you, but there is a different kind of confidence that comes with knowing that your purpose is God given no matter what. The gag is Jesus doesn't want us to be in it alone. We can only do the work while in partnership with him. Let me say that again. We can only do the work while in partnership with him. Previously, when I read this, I was hard on Peter, like, look at him being all unfocused. Look at him being distracted. But isn't that all of us at some point? I actually had to shift my thinking for Peter to celebrate his growth. He was not the only person in the boat, but it's important to note that he was the only one ready. He didn't have to get ready. His obedience was half of the battle. The same is true for us. Today's episode will reference Matthew chapters 14 through 16. And yes, I said chapters, not verses. Today, I want to remind you that we can satisfy our spiritual hunger and sustain our spiritual growth only by a right relationship with Jesus Christ. Not a lazy relationship, not a by the chance relationship, not a byproduct of someone else because your homeboy put you down, (laughs) but a right relationship with God. There's so much to unpack within these chapters, so I want to start by reminding you to read and digest the word for yourself. I fell into a trap of letting my leader mediate my relationship with God, and when my relationship with that leader faded, so did my relationship with God. So I encourage you to start doing the heavy lifting yourself. Aside from Peter walking on water and Jesus healing all who touched his hymn, he also fed a multitude of people with minimal resources, not once, but twice. Essentially, the disciples felt like they didn't have enough to make it happen, and Jesus reminded them that he can take a little and make it a lot, which was a word for me. Sometimes I feel like my contributions aren't as big or as much as others, but God is continuously reminded me that he can multiply whatever I give, time, talents, or treasure once I am hungry enough for him. For example, we ask for more finances, but not to glorify the kingdom of God, just so we can flex. We want more time in the day, but not to get intimate with God, just to get intimate with another person. Now, I love me some water. I can finish a gallon a day, but there's nothing like knowing I'm about to eat something that will fuel my body. I know that my body will transfer the food into energy once it's digested. The same is true with our spiritual appetite. We have to get our weight up. As a sidebar, okay, I wasn't going to put this in, but as a sidebar, when I was studying for this episode, I was talking to God. I was like, hey, God, you know, we got this series set up and I really wanted my titles to be empowering and encouraging. And um, I was talking to God and I'm like, God, I need a word from you. I need you to give me an on-time word. I need you to help me with the title. I really need something that's going to catch the listener's attention, but also solidify a word that you're giving me. And I went on Instagram and there was this like... There was this post and it said, I am, and it was a lot of words going really fast. Just like, I am beautiful. I am wealthy. I am rich. It was just so many prompts. So you screenshot it and you see which one you are. When I screenshotted it, mine said I was hungry and I was irritated. I was like, Mm-mm, I want to mind to say I was wealthy. I was beautiful or I was powerful. Something that was glorifying. Then I realized that God was giving me my title for this episode. And y'all, this could be simple to you, but it was profound for me. Here I was about to complain that I was hungry, but it was because I was being hard on my being hungry is a good thing it is a beautiful thing it is a powerful thing and it can be glorified so I continued reading and at the end of chapter 15 Jesus feeds 4,000 with seven loaves of bread and a few small fish he did this as beautifully as he did before which also reminded me that sometimes we doubt what God can and will do because we are not taking into account all that he has done Like seriously, I don't think anybody gives God the real credit he deserves. Not only did he sustain their hunger again, but there was leftovers, which reminds me that he would do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever think, ask, or imagine. But then the religious leaders come around feeling play because they didn't know how to access their power and they rejected his teachings. They wanted Jesus, the King of King, the Alpha and Omega to perform a miracle in the sky for them because they believed that was the only way God would send them a sign. And JC, Jesus Christ, got with them. He let them know that he could see straight through them and he knew that they did not want a sign because they had been given plenty. They were trying to catch him up so that he could be locked up and killed. But he still gave them a word. He said in chapter 16, verse 4, a wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. We all know that Jesus could have shut them up real fast, but he allowed this to be a teachable moment, not only for them, but for us as well. My Bible reminded me that a lot of them knew about God, but they didn't really know him. It might not be you, but we all know of someone who just isn't impressed by God. I mean, it's kind of like whatever. They haven't really needed God in the same capacity as you, so it may be hard to connect. Or maybe you've asked God for something and he hasn't granted your wish. I mean, your prayer and it's turned your spirit down. You're half in. Or maybe you're just like me waiting for a sign. We have to move past signs when it comes to our relationship with God. God wants us so hungry for his word that a sign is just a cherry on top. We have to get hungry enough to not let signs determine our level of commitment and obedience. Have you ever been so busy that you forget to eat? I mean this has probably happened to everyone besides my best friend. Every time I tell her that I forgot to eat she reminds me that I'm in that thing alone and she never let that happen. <laughs> when we miss meals our body goes into survival mode and that alone is word itself. We cannot be so busy that we forget to spend time with god's word that we give him our leftovers our leftover time our leftover energy our leftover treasures he puts us first and just like any other relationship we should reciprocate that energy i want us to take some time to answer two simple questions to gauge our appetite how hungry are we really for god's word do you doubt christ because you haven't seen a miracle and do you expect jesus to prove himself personally to you before you wholeheartedly believe We all know that everything tastes way better when you hungry. I'm talking about hungry, hungry. But no matter how hungry my mama is, okay, she is not eating any chopped veggies in her food. She will sit there at that table no matter if it's at a five-star restaurant and pick out every onion, bell pepper, anything, mushroom, she is not eating it. And she will eat around that food. I believe that young adults have the same kind of thinking but in a reverse way. The Bible is so big and so vast that we just take out the little portions of it that we like. Right. So we just pick out the parts of the Bible that make sense to us. Once we pick out everything that is cute, everything that is easy to digest, we begin to eat off of that. But how many of us know that that little bit of stuff that you've picked out of the Bible to work for you isn't enough? That is not going to be enough to sustain you. We cannot fill ourselves by the picked out information we've learned about God. We cannot sustain our spiritual growth with picked out components of the Bible. We have to totally emerge ourselves in God's word. To wrap it all up, my Bible reminds me that with all of this evidence, those who don't believe are either too proud or too stubborn or too full of themselves. I put that in there. Don't put that on God. I said that. Okay. (laughs) I want you to remind yourself or anyone else that if you simply step forward in faith and believe, then you will begin to see the miracles that God can do with your life. So scholars, remember, people eat bread to satisfy their physical hunger and to sustain physical life. We can satisfy our spiritual hunger and sustain our spiritual life only by a right relationship with God, which is why he is referenced as the bread of life. But bread alone must be eaten to sustain life. And Christ must be invited into our daily walk to sustain our spiritual life. In closing, I want to ask you to consider making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. The choice is yours. Once again, I would like to thank you for tuning in to What's the Word podcast. If someone was on your mind while listening, please send them the link. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review, y'all. Make sure you connect with us on social media on Instagram at underscore underscore What's the Word podcast and on Twitter at underscore underscore What's the Word. If no one has told you today, I love you and I appreciate you. Now go. Be a blessing. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where we will talk about one of the many Marys in the Bible.